Welcome to part two of the twins. In our last episode, Katrina swore revenge against Prince John and Lady Maria and planned to commit a treacherous deed during the afternoon tea party that celebrated the birth of the royal baby. This was Katrina's only chance to get into the castle and get her revenge. It definitely was not an ordinary afternoon tea party. A string quartet was playing quietly in the background. Tables of cakes and pastries, of course, by Chef Anderson, were spread throughout the Great Hall, as well as Indian tea served with the finest porcelain plates, teacups, bowls, and saucers. While everyone was standing around, talking and listening to the string quartet, Katrina entered the Great Hall, wearing a shabby cloak with the hood over her head, holding onto a folded potato sack. The wealthy scoffed at the newcomer. A hoarder scrounging for food. How embarrassing. A lack of dignity. Uh, who invited these beggars to the party anyway? I understand the Duchess is very fond of Chef Anderson and his staff. Well... I'm fond of my wheel greasers and uh, chimney sweepers, but I would never invite them to my parties. Yeah, here, Jeffrey. Good point. Let's toast to our success and human dignity. Katrina suddenly noticed Lady Maria entering the hall from a hallway and mingling with her guests. Katrina thought, That O-Y leads to the baby. Katrina slowly headed towards the hallway, making sure no one noticed her. She made a quick move into the hallway. I hope no one saw me. Need to do this quickly. Maria might check on the baby soon. The baby must be down this hallway. Oh, I hear some whimpering. Can I help you, madame? You seem to be lost. Katrina is startled and turned around. This area, madame, is restricted. Please follow me back to the hall immediately. Katrina thought quickly and spoke up with confidence. I am invited to see the baby. The butler looked over Katrina, her hooded cloak, her bag, and queried, Sorry, but are you the nurse? Katrina did not skip a beat and immediately replied, Of course, as I've stated... I've been invited to see the baby. But of course, madame. Please follow me to the nursery. The butler smiled and gracefully pointed to the nursery. Lady Maria wanted the nursery to be on the main floor during the party. To keep nearby, if you need anything, I'll be in the great hall. The butler bowed and walked away. Katrina curtsied and walked quickly into the room. She heard whimpering and turned to her right. There was the crib. Not a minute goes by and Katrina is now back in the hallway. But this time the potato sack is full. She's holding onto it with both arms. No, 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 don't cry. Wait. In the hall, the music, it's loud. The, 
dancing the waltz. It's my only chance. Oh, pardon me. Watch where you're going, beggar. Hey, Katrina! It's your friends from the bike shop. Come join us. Oh, it's the bike shop girls. They waved at me. I've been noticed. Must get to the door. Oh, stop your sniveling and crying. I, I, I can't be caught. Katrina can see the entrance to the castle. I'm out. Where's Henry and the wagon? Oh, oh there, there, Henry. Oh, come in. <sighs> Katrina hops onto the wagon and cries, Go, Henry, go! <laughs> other day, when the Duchess made the announcement in the bake shop, Katrina was not able to hear all the details. It was too noisy. What Katrina did not hear was that Maria gave birth to twins. Katrina kidnapped baby Victor, not thinking to even look around the room for the other crib where baby Eric was peacefully sleeping. Maria discovered baby Victor missing from his crib. James! Yes, milady? I see Eric in his crib, but where's Victor? Victor may have gone for a walk or a bath, milady. Hilarious, James. How does a five-day-old baby go for a walk? Excuse me. I meant with the nurse, of course. What? What nurse? The nurse isn't coming till tomorrow. The butler and Maria stared at each other with horrified looks. They ran outside. Some guests noticed the panic and followed. They ran to the guards. At once! Ride swiftly to close the gates! Hurry! But it was too late. After a few days of traveling and a frequent changing for fresh horses, the wagon reached London. After spending a few days with the baby, I can't abandon him nowheres. I've been feeding and changing him. I do have it all, you know. Katrina looks at the nice homes and commanded Henry to suddenly stop. This looks like a nice home. Katrina runs over to the house with the baby in the basket, places the baby on the doorstep. Farewell, dookie boy. Katrina knocked on the door and ran to the wagon. Take off, Henry. (laughs) I've got me revenge. (laughs) There are no coincidences. Hashem runs the world. The house that Katrina chose randomly was the home of none other, Jacob and Hannah, the once finance minister of baby Victor's grandfather, the Duke of Lancaster. Jacob heard the knock at the door, opened it. Uh, what's in this basket? Oh, a baby. Who put a baby in a basket on my front doorstep? 
Jacob walks outside to the street, holding onto the basket, looking around, left, right. He looks everywhere. He sees a wagon traveling in the distance, traveling fast and too far away. He could not make out the wagon. Jacob then walked inside into his home and jokingly called out, Uh, Hannah, did you perchance order a baby? Hannah walked into the living room. Jacob, where did you get that baby? I don't know. I heard a door knock. I went over to the door, opened it, and there was a baby in the basket. It was just left by the door. I saw a wagon drive away in the distance. We need to bring the baby to the sheriff at once. We can't be accused of some sort of kidnapping. Jacob and Hannah immediately bring the baby to the sheriff's office and explain the situation. Well, thank you for bringing in the baby. Very mysterious. Who would do something like this? We'll put the word out uh, all over town for a few weeks. If we don't get anyone to come in to claim the baby, then it'll have to go to an orphanage. Would you mind caring for the baby till then? Now, Jacob and Hannah were married for a few years without being blessed with a child. They looked at each other nervously. Hannah smiled at Jacob. Jacob looked at the sheriff and said, uh, Sure, sheriff, we'll be happy to take care of the baby until you give us the final word. A few weeks later, the sheriff asked Jacob and Hannah to come to his office. No one, absolutely no one, has come forward with any information or to claim the baby. We will have to put the baby into the orphanage, unless... Yes, Sheriff, we understand. However, Hannah and I have been discussing this. We have no children of our own, and and we believe that this baby is, is a godsend and that we would like to adopt the baby, if, if that's possible. Well, certainly. Congratulations. And in your language, Muffin Tough, or is it Tough Muffin? Whatever. Um, Sarah here will help you with all the arrangements. Jacob and Hannah were so happy to adopt and care for the baby, they called him Abraham of Ramel. They had no idea that they had adopted Victor, the son of Maria and Prince John. Avramel was growing up learning from his cheder and his loving parents how to read the olive bays, and as he progressed through primary grades... Oh, Avramel, I'm so proud of how you could read this Pasukumish. Wow, you're amazing. Avramel was now in the base medrash, a top student. Good Shabbos, Reb Jacob. I wanted to let you know that your Bachar Avremel is one of the top students in the base medrash. Aziza boy in his midas. Well, all I could say, everyone loves your son. Avremel, everyone loves Avremel. Abracha, Reb Jacob, and continue to have nachas. One night, Jacob called for Avramel. Avramel, I know you are going out to learn, uh, but I need to ask from you a favor. (coughs) Papa, you don't sound too good. Uh, That's why I called you... (coughs) 
I've been getting worse with this cough. I have a very important meeting with clients and trading dyes and wool for manufactured materials. Uh, I very much need this deal. I don't think that I could make it. <clears throat> I know that you are very committed to your learning, but can you please go for me just this once? I have no one else I can trust to go for me. Sure, Papa, but where am I traveling to? Um, you'll be traveling to Lancaster, my son. But don't worry, I'll prepare you very well for this trip. But there will be nothing that Jacob could say or teach to prepare a rebel for this trip to Lancaster. The business meetings went well. Avram Dabin Marv and then went outside for a walk to get some fresh air. A royal wagon was slowly making its way down the cobbled road. Avram waited for the wagon to go by, but it suddenly came to an abrupt stop. The wagon door opened, and a woman walked out. Young man, I know everyone here, but I don't know you. Are you new around here? Uh, yes, my name is Avram from London. Uh, I'm here on business for my father. What? Is your business, young man? Dye and wool for clothes manufacturing? It's a big market. I just had some big meetings. Please, I'm interested, curious. I'm always looking for new business. Come to my home so I could hear more. Well, I, I don't know. Oh, don't worry. Everyone knows me around here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Maria, the Duchess of Lancaster. Aram thought to himself, and a Duchess, wow, what can go wrong? Sure, um, I'll be happy to come. During the trip, there is silence. The Duchess is just staring at Avram. Madam, you are making me a bit uncomfortable. You're staring at me. Sorry, it's just that you look like someone I know. The wagon came to a stop before the castle. Avram was marveling at the structure. He never walked into a castle. I hope, Bezras Hashem, that I could help Papa on a great deal with the Duchess. The Duchess was listening to Avram about the business. Wait, 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 young man. Wait, Mr. Abraham. Mr. Johnson, I need you. Yes, your grace. Please call Eric to come here at once. I want you to meet my son, Eric. I want my son to meet you. Yes, your grace. However, you know that Eric is fencing and he does not. At once, Mr. Johnson. Tell him it's imperative that I see him now. Mother, whatever is the emergency? Eric, I want you to meet young Mr. Abraham from London. He is doing business for his father who is ill. But, Mother, I was in the middle of... Wait, 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 wait right there. It's uncanny, I say. Mr. Abraham, if it wasn't for your squiggly curls around your ears... I would say that we rather look alike. 
if you had a bit shorter hair, a lot shorter, well, I would agree with you. You, you have a birthmark behind your left knee, by your thigh. What? Why? Why? Yes, Abraham was holding his kneecap. But 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 how did you know this? Abraham looked at Eric very hard. We're like twins. I look more like his family than... One of my twin babies was kidnapped 18 years ago. It's you, Victor! It's you! The Duchess faints. Abraham and Eric quickly glance at each other and then run over to assist the Duchess. Mr. Johnson brings water and smelling salts. Victor! Give your mother a hug. You're Jewish. How did you become a Jew? Did the Jews kidnap you? Victor, come over and give your mother a hug. Abraham felt faint. He looked again at the Duchess still on the floor. And Eric. And he could only run out of the castle into the night. Avram makes it back to London. He desperately needs answers from his parents, Jacob and Hannah. And the Duchess will stop at nothing to get Victor back. Stay tuned for part three.